Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it, the show that helps you grow. That was so bright and peppy, Linda. My name is Jason. This is Linda. We're on the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback. And today we are going to be talking a little bit about Ash Wednesday and Lent, kind of when did it start? What does it mean? What is it about? Am I commanded to do it? Some Christians do it, some don't. Why is that? And then how can we kind of, you know, engage the idea or the theme of these things in, in our lives? So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Linda. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad to be here with you. This is going to be fun. Good. It's it's a windy day today. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, hopefully we don't hear anything smack against the windows here. <laughs> Uh, but you never know. You do never know. <laughs> we just, yeah, we just want to open that up and say, if you hear stuff, it's probably the wind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so throughout the year, this year, what we're going to try to do is take some of these kind of dates that are on the Christian calendar, maybe mm-hmm. things that you've heard of, maybe things that you haven't, and kind of just offer some explanation of, what this is? Why do some people care about it and some people don't? Right. And uh, and so for our first one in this series, we're going to talk about Ash Wednesday and Lent that leads up to Easter. So just to be clear, Ash Wednesday and Lent they're often kind of put together and, and tied together, but they're two separate observances uh, that were kind of fused together or joined or, or um, as as one kind of uh, idea thing, a start of a season. Sure. Um, in the early 7th century. So, Linda, let's kind of start talking about Ash Wednesday first. Where did it originate? Sure. So, the roots of Ash Wednesday, they actually go back to the very early years of the church. In fact, it was first added to the official beliefs and practices at the Council of Nicaea in 325. So, I mean, within 200 years after Jesus lived in his ministry and everything, 250 years, he's we're beginning to celebrate and and talk about the the using of ashes. Um, and so, but it wasn't until a couple hundred years later, 601, that Pope Gregory formalized this process of making worshipers, marking the foreheads with ashes in the shape of a cross. So there were ashes that were part of worship and, it, and they began to have this practice, but it wasn't until 601 that Pope Gregory said, okay, we're going to put ashes. This is now a thing. Yes. <laughs> it was declared. It's a papal edict. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was in 601. So what do the ashes mean? Um, well, they represent dust and they point worshipers back to the words of Genesis 319 when God said to Adam, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. So the ashes are a reminder to be humble in the face of our own mortality. Now in churches that practice Ash Wednesday, in churches that commemorate it, um, they also typically commemorate Palm Sunday the week before. So when they wave the palm branches mm-hmm. and commemorate Jesus's entrance into Jerusalem, those palm branches are saved for a year and burned. And then the following year, those are the ashes that those churches use for Ash Wednesday. And so the ashes just remind us of our own mortality and the need for repentance. Yeah, that's kind of a good reminder. Oftentimes we'll see people with the ashes on mm-hmm, their foreheads mm-hmm. and um, maybe you've never known what was going on. Right. And you're like, that's an <laughs> interesting, that's an interesting idea. But even if you don't engage with the ashes on your head, it can be that good reminder of, of, oh, I am now reminded by, by you having the ashes on your forehead. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of my own mortality and the need for repentance. So that's kind of an opportunity there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was the Ash Wednesday side, right? So, so then for Lent, 
that kind of the the idea of taking these forty day periods. So that's what Lent is. It's a forty day period of fasting that leads up to Easter. So you take the forty days before Easter. Again, that changes every year right. based on the calendar. Um, so you just take those forty days, and it's usually marked as a time of fasting. And this took shape. This idea took shape during the reign of Constantine um, at the Council of Nicaea, and it originally started on the fourth Sunday of the year. Um, so it had a kind of a different start date. It mm-hmm. had a different time on the calendar before. And it was Pope Gregory who moved Lent to start after Ash Wednesday. I always found it kind of funny that there was a Pope named Gregory. <laughs> it just seems, it doesn't, you know, you have like Pope Pius, yeah. you have Pope Benedict, <laughs> you have Pope, and then there's Pope Gregory. Well. I don't know. No. It's just kind of, it's, it's it just was one early of funny on, ones. You yeah. know, that- um, anyway, it, it, it'd be like if there was a, a Pope Stewart or, you know, a Pope Randall, it's kind of, anyway, uh, it's just one of those names you don't necessarily associate with the papacy, but anyway, but anyway, um, Lent that, you know, so as I said, it was Pope Gregory who moved Lent to start, um, after Ash Wednesday. And so Lent is now considered the six week period before Easter. Technically it's 46 days because you don't count Sundays. Right. Um, <laughs> 40 days. You get Sundays Sunday. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, historical sources, they vary on the reasons for the development of this practice, right? Some say uh, that this six-week focus on repentance was typically practiced by new converts who were preparing to be baptized. Now, others say that it's a six-week period of repentance for those who... who had committed a sin that prevented them from receiving communion. Um, And they would be reunited with their faith community on Maundy Thursday. Now, Yet another thing. Another thing. (laughs) I have to stop here. (laughs) I don't think I fully, like, I remember, especially as I was younger, always just thinking people were saying Monday, Thursday. Right. Like, what does that even mean? Like, are you talking about the period between Monday and Thursday? Or a Thursday that feels like a Monday, like a Garfield style type of thing. No, Maundy Thursday, M-A-U-N-D-Y, Maundy Thursday, which is just the Thursday before Easter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and 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 then in their in this case, their repentance would end on Easter Sunday. So either way, it got its starts very early in the church. So this has been going on a while. It's yeah. not a new thing. It's yeah. not something that's only like you know, even a couple hundred years old. It's it's old. It's old. <laughs> it's old. So <laughs> so again, just to put a clarification definition on Lent, Lent is a period of fasting or moderation or self-denial that it's intended to remind believers of the importance of re- repentance. So we have Ash Wednesday. The ashes are to remind us of our mortality and the need for repentance. Lent is a period of fasting and self-denial intended to remind believers of the importance of repentance. So, you hear a theme. Yes. Yes. Now, a lot of times the next question as we talk about this is, well, is it commanded in the Bible? I mean, like, where should, where can I find this? And to be really honest, it's not a directly commanded biblical practice. But there are numerous references in the Old Testament to the use of ashes in mourning and repentance. Men like Job and Mordecai and Daniel, they're all said to have repented with dust and ashes. 
like just for example, in Daniel 9, 3, it says, so I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. In fact, both the Old and the New Testament speak frequently about repentance and that call to repentance and self-examination. So this isn't a new idea. It's just a formalized version of it. Yeah. And again, it's not something, it's not in the Ten Commandments. Right. It's not something that Jesus said to do. Right. It's not the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, or anything like that. It's just, we see this practiced. Right. So, So that brings us to the question of some Christians do it and some don't. Right. Why is that? And really, it just has to do with what a denomination your church belongs to. Since, since as we mentioned, these, these practices are not commanded in the Bible, Christians are free to observe them or not to. Now, there are some denominations that are a bit more on the liturgical side, like the Roman Catholic Church, the Lutheran Church, the Episcopal or Episcopal <laughs> which I have, it's not that, it's Episcopal. It's Episcopal, <laughs> but uh, but I do have a funny story of walking down the street with somebody once, and there was an Episcopal church, mm-hmm. and somebody said, uh, what's Episcopal mean? <laughs> Understand, if you pronounced it as it's spelled, correct, you could say it as that, but it's the Episcopal church. Yes. Anyway, so these, these denominations... Uh, in, including some others, they typically observe Ash Wednesday and Lent, while many others don't. Again, it's, there's no right or wrong about it. It's just, it's just their choice. Now, if you are a believer who has not previously engaged with or thought about or celebrated the Lenten season, and again, that's just another word for this period before Easter, mm-hmm. this Lenten season, how then should we think about it? What, what would we say is kind of the aim or the purpose, what is, uh, what is supposed to happen in my heart or in my mind or in my daily practice as a result of this? What, how is it growing me? How yeah. is it working in me? Mm-hmm. And really, it just amounts to being a Christian practice that is designed to help believers focus their hearts and minds on what Jesus truly did for us at the cross. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Just like, so uh, on the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback, we seek to help believers build habits into their lives that will point the hearts and minds back towards God with regular rhythms that become familiar and even comforting. So like we talk about spiritual practices like silence and solitude or like journaling mm-hmm. or periods of... Um, of reflection, mm-hmm. meditation, these sure. type of things that are, the whole intention is to just focus ourselves on God. Right. It's to realign ourselves, to, to, to just have intentional time, intentional practice, intentional thought set aside to focus on what God is doing, mm-hmm. what God has done, what he mm-hmm. continues to do, what he will do. Um, and this is just another example, really, at its heart, of a practice. Yeah. Like that. Um, you know, so Ash Wednesday and Lent, they they can become ways, practices to help you remember. It's just, it, really, it's just, it's a forced pause in the busyness of life. And for this six-week period, or for if we're specifically speaking about Ash Wednesday for that day, or the six weeks of Lent, it draws our at- attention in, 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 ten- in an intentional way 
oh my dear, in an intentional way uh, to our own need for repentance and the beauty and the majesty of what Jesus accomplished on the cross, right? So, and it just so happened that with a a national religion that was established by Constantine in 313, those practices just ended up getting codified and spread widely becoming integrated into the worship practices of the church. So they seem like have-tos right. because they're just there. They're just right. a part of what it means to be a Catholic or right. a part of what it means to be in the Lutheran church or whatever. Right. It's just something you that happens every year. Right. I will get my ashes on Ash Wednesday, and I will engage in Lent and... Um, give something up for the next six weeks. Give something up for the... Yeah, exactly. Um so it, is, it seems like have-tos, but it's really, as we said, it's an act of worship that I could freely engage with. And that's something that we want to reiterate and mm-hmm. something that's important. Because if you think of something as a have-to, right. then oftentimes kind of the heart behind it can fade away. Sure. It just becomes a part of the practice. Right. It's just something to do. It's just something, something to check the box. Exactly. I have done, I have gotten my ashes. Yeah. I have I've chosen my thing for Lent. Yep. I will do my best on Lent, you know, kind of stuff. And, (laughs) you know, but if we, if we take that step back Mm -hmm. and if you don't think of it as a have to, but think of it as a, wow, I really can appreciate the beauty of what's happening here. I can appreciate the practice for what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Then it gives us the opportunity to really go with it heart first. Exactly. Uh, And, um, and it can really be a beautiful thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you let it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I've shared before that I've, I've walked with Jesus now for 40 years. And so growing up in the church, the denomination and the, the group that I was a part of, we didn't celebrate probably any of the official, we didn't do Advent, we didn't do Lent. So I hadn't heard of any of those. And I remember it was, I was an adult by the time somebody mentioned Advent and the four weeks running up to Christmas. And I was I was like, how is it possible that I've walked with Jesus this many years and I've never actually even heard of this? But as I've learned about it, I've really grown to appreciate it. So when it comes, for example, to Advent, when my devotionals for four weeks are focused on the peace and love and hope and faith that are part of the story of Jesus, it expands my view and it draws my heart toward God and it focuses my attention on the incarnation, on Jesus coming at Christmas. at Christmas. So every day for a month, not just on Christmas morning, I'm thinking about the significance of that. And so just in the same way, um, if we take time to, for six weeks leading up to Easter, maybe fasting from something, it could be food, it could be social media, it could be TV, whatever, you know, people pick all kinds of things. It's not, it's not even so much what it is. It's the idea that you're giving up something in order to spend more focused time in prayer and worship of God and in reflecting and repentance and in in just in that introspection and in worship, if I do that, that's going to change my experience of Easter. Because it's not just going to be a fun Sunday where I get to dress up when I was a little girl. It was always about going and buying the Easter dresses. And, you know, then you go to church and there was usually an Easter egg hunt. Mm -hmm. And then we did talk about Jesus on the cross. And then we went and had a fun meal with our family. You know, so that was Easter. That was what it was. I didn't think about it a lot before that. And I didn't think about it a lot after that. It was just like a day. Mm -hmm. But as you begin to think about if, if you're focusing your attention for six whole weeks on 
on what Jesus actually accomplished for us, that changes the entire thing. It, it revamps everything that you're thinking about. And when you get to Easter Sunday, it's truly a celebration. It's mm. like, wow, this is amazing. Um, you know, I think, at least for me, I can speak for me, um, growing up around a lot of the, of just, you know, I'm used to Easter. I'm used to Christmas. It's not shocking. It's not surprising. And yet, we can never get over what Jesus accomplished for us. It can never become commonplace. Um, and I think Ash Wednesday and Lent can just be seen as this intentional focus on the single most important aspect of the Christian faith. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, I love this, he just says, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Some translations say your faith is in vain. See, the cross is what sets Christianity apart from every other faith and belief system on the planet. Because where they all say do, Jesus says done. But again, as Jason has pointed out, this isn't, observing Lent isn't a have to, it's an opportunity and a reminder. So. Yeah. And I can think back on a uh, when I was growing up in church, I, I went to a church that did engage with Advent, in Advent, and we had, we had this r- ring of candles, mm. and they were either different colors or different sizes yeah. or whatever, and it was always a big deal. So every Sunday for the four Sundays leading up to um, Christmas, um, actually I think they did five candles for for Advent. So so they had the the four, and then there was like the Jesus candle, the Jesus candle, and. Uh, <laughs> It was always a big deal to get to be the family that got to light the Advent oh. calendar for that week. So you'd go up as a family, you'd stand there, you know, all dressed nicely. Yeah. You'd light the candle and, you know, and then the pastor would say something about about what that candle for that week represented or whatever. Um, so, yeah, again, different churches just do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of talked a lot about what Ash Wednesday, what Lent is. Um, and again, like we should clarify for Lent, um, it doesn't have to be fasting from food. Right. Or it doesn't have to be fasting from meat. No. It can be fasting from anything. There are people who choose to fast from caffeine or fast or, or uh, fast from TV. A yeah. big one right now is fast from social, social media. media. It's yeah, kinda, I see it's, a lot of people It's kind of the hot one, yeah. All right, I'll see in six weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or if they ever come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, it's, it's up to you. It's cause really the, again, the point mm-hmm. is that you are engaging in an act of self-denial and the point is that is to make it something that you're actually having to actively say, right. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And instead of when I would do this, I'm, I'm going to take that time to reflect on, yeah, on, I, the, uh, on the work of Jesus. Right. So, you know, it doesn't help to say I'm going to fast from the gym if yeah. you're not going to the gym right. or whatever. But also you don't just give something up and then do nothing. The idea is that you replace, if you normally spend 15 minutes a day scrolling social media, you're giving that up to spend those 15 minutes in prayer and in time with God. So it's it's an exchange. It's not just, well, I gave something up, now I'm yeah. spiritual. It's also a cue, right? So it's like anytime you feel like scrolling through social media or you feel like eating if you're fasting from food, right. then you just say, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for right now. Mm-hmm. You know, God, thank you for this time. Thank you for what it means mm-hmm. to be as simple as that. Right. So how do I integrate a posture 
of Ash Wednesday and Lent, even if you don't want to engage in the actual right. practice, how do you engage in the, how do you integrate a posture of what this is meaning into my daily life? So let's just think a little bit about what the underlying truths are again behind these. It's good to, it's good to refocus on that because mm-hmm. then we can actually get into into some doables. Right. Into the how-tos or the what-to-dos. Or the so-whats. Or the so-whats. <laughs> um, so, let's start with the idea of 40 days, right? So, the idea behind Lent is that it's it's a period of 40 days. And throughout Scripture, 40 days is kind of seen as a time of a preparation, we see this kind of a few different times uh, in Scripture. So we have the example of Moses. Moses, for, he spent 40 days out at Mount Sinai before he received the Ten Commandments. Um, or if you if you prefer the Mel Brooks version, right? <laughs> Drops the one. He has to get the second. He, he, the 15 commandments. Oh, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I don't think that was a actual account of what happened. Anyway, um, and then and then we get the example of Jesus where he fasted for 40 days before starting his public ministry. So 40 days, again, it's it's a kind of a thing. It's just a marked period that we see in the Bible. So if it's good enough for the Bible, it's kind of good. It, yeah. it might be something that's worth considering, you know. And, you know, for example, uh at Saddleback, when we do campaigns, they're generally around 40, 40 days. days. And it's just a, it's just a time of focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can focus on something for 40 days, there's some power in that. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to do something in you if you engage with it genuinely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that idea, that theme of, of the 40 days. There's also the theme of intentionally reorienting my life toward God. This is something we talked about a little bit earlier, but I think we'd all agree <laughs> that it's pretty easy to get distracted. <laughs> you might be distracted right now. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> it's pretty easy to get distracted, to lose focus, right? Our, our lives are full. They're busy. They got uh, there's lots of stuff on the calendar. Maybe you have little kids at home that just don't allow for focus on anything. You know, whatever it is, it can be easy to get distracted. So sometimes uh, the idea of one day just blending into the next or whatnot, it can be hard. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's acknowledging that truth, but it's setting aside this time for something to say, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to reorient my focus mm-hmm. around around this time. Yeah, for sure. So it's just intentionality. And then the third part is this time of Ash Wednesday and Lent, it, there's really three parts. It's remembering who God is, who I am, and then really focusing on what he's done for me. So remembering who God is, that's worship. Taking time to worship, to praise God for who he is and thank him for what he's done. That's the first thing that we, we'd want to do. Confession and repentance, we've talked about that a lot already, but taking a careful look at myself and allowing God to search my heart, inviting him to do that. The psalmist writes, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. So it's this, I mean, it's this intentional pause and asking God, hey, (laughs) I don't even know all this stuff in my life. I need you to help me see it. And so taking time to do that and then remembering the cross. 
what it meant, and what it cost Jesus. And then if you choose to observe Lent, making a personal sacrifice during that time to commemorate what Jesus sacrificed for me and to remind me daily, like what we've been talking about for 40 days, how significant Easter truly is. Yeah, so I hope this has been kind of a good little kind of overview mm-hmm. on the ideas of Ash Wednesday and Lent and what they are. If you had been curious, well, hopefully you got some new information. <laughs> um, if you have engaged with them before, um, hopefully this was a good kind of opportunity to to remember, mm-hmm. you know, and reflect on what it is that we're doing with these, with these practices. Um, if you're interested in engaging with the ideas or it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be the actual act of Ash Wednesday or Lent, but it's the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, You can feel free to go um, online and try to, and look for different uh, Ash Wednesday or Lent devotionals. There's a ton out there. Mm -hmm. So feel free to look some up. Um, We will post in the show notes um, or the description. If you're on YouTube, um, a, a spiritual fitness guide that that our church has made on, on fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can download that too. And it just kind of, it talks about what fasting is, why to fast, all the stuff that we kind of talked about mm-hmm. here. But then it gets into some some how-to, some some actual um, steps that you sure. can take on starting a fast. And, and it gives you a, and there's, I think there's like three different uh, types of fasts that it mm-hmm. talks about in there. So friends, um, as we enter into the season, because this episode is going out, I think the day before Ash Wednesday, if yeah. I remember correctly. Um, so I, I hope that you engage in some sort of intentionality mm-hmm. in this season. Mm-hmm. We're now six weeks away from Easter. So, <laughs> so use this time to just start reflecting on the work that Jesus did on the cross, because truly there's nothing more important in human history in, in any history <laughs> than than that so it's it's worth spending the time over the next six weeks to just re-engage with who jesus is who you are to him and um and just spend it in praise mm. of uh, of what uh, uh, of what jesus accomplished on that cross because through him it is done it is finished um we will have some uh, more new episodes coming out. And then um, every year we do uh, our Easter specials um, for the few weeks prior to Easter. And then in that time, we'll talk about what's going on with Easter at Saddleback. We'll talk about Journey with Jesus that we uh, have going every year. So so lots of good Easter stuff coming up. And again, we have some more new episodes that are that will be out for you uh, every Tuesday. So friends, we love you. And we look forward to chatting with you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. 
Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.